You spend about one-third of your life sleeping. In my case, it's probably closer to half of my life, but that's not the point. The point is, you deserve the right to great sleep. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing comfort for all kinds of bodies. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across their website, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. While I'm confident you'll love your Casper mattress, they make it so easy to say yes even if you're unsure. Their mattresses are shipped in small boxes that make you think, how did they do that? And you can be confident about your purchase with Casper's 100 nights sleep on it trial. This includes free shipping and returns in U.S. and Canada. Give yourself the comfort you deserve. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com ASMR and using ASMR at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. As a matter of fact, welcome to another Ramble episode here on the podcast. For those of you unfamiliar with this particular series, I pick a random topic to get started, but I just ramble and go off course, and it's strange and incoherent, and most of you listening seem to enjoy my rambling, so I continue to do them. Um, I'm going to do this one whispered. I try to mix it up on the podcast. I notice that most of my rambling is just me speaking in a lower voice, but not whispering, and I get about a 50-50 split of people that prefer whispering over regular speaking. Or, or speaking in a softer, gentle voice, let's say. So I will whisper. Okay, so, topic of the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or starting topic will be the band R.E.M. Why R.E.M.? Well, there are two reasons. First and foremost, a very friendly listener sent me an email a few weeks ago, and exchanged some messages back and forth, and when asked, he mentioned he had a few bands or people that he loves that he would like to be featured on the podcast. So Simon, thanks for that. Um, let me know in an email if a future reference you prefer. I don't use your name in the podcast. It's a little late now, but I, you know, hopefully you don't mind. I apologize if it does bother you. This one is uh, based on a request, so hopefully you enjoy it. As I adjust my positioning on my chair, I really need to get a better chair for recording. Alright, so REM, uh, what can I say? American rock band from Athens, Georgia, formed in the 80s. Um, a small admission, even though I've listened to the band a lot over the course of my life, I had no idea they were from Georgia. I don't know where I thought they were from, but from Athens, Georgia. I, I thought maybe they were English, I just, I never, 
I never really gave it much thought, I guess. Georgia is one of my favorite states that I've actually never spent much time in. And what I mean by that is I've passed through Georgia several times when driving, and I've enjoyed the state from afar. But I've never gone off, spent a few nights, and really seen what it has to offer. Sorry about that, Georgia. I would love to get to know you. I'm not sure why I stumbled over that. Going back to R.E.M., the founding members of the band include Bill Berry, Peter Buck, Mike Mills, and Michael Stipe. Maybe it's pronounced Stipe. Not totally sure. Anyway, in 81, the band, of course, signed with the label Ibdone. Now, with me being the scatter-minded person I am, as I was preparing this episode, as soon as I saw the label with the name, I, I clicked on, on the name. And I wanted to learn a little bit about the label. And I thought I'd share some of these notes with you in this episode. Hiptone is an American recording label uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia, founded by Johnny Hibbert. The label was released eight records. The label, excuse me, has released eight records, which is surprising because we're talking about the 80s where R.E.M. worked with them. So you would think if you land R.E.M., which would go on to be such a massive success, only eight records from that time, it, it seems low in my honest opinion. worked with other bands including Design and RF and the Radar Angels, which frankly I'm not familiar with their work. So anyway, that was Hibdone, H-I-B dash tone. Another fun note is the founder was a law student at Woodrow Wilson College of Law. What is unclear is whether or not Johnny went on to ditch Hibdone and became an attorney or if he just never pursued a career in law. So it's strange, right? A law student in Atlanta, Georgia, creates a music label, ends up working with such a successful band at the beginning of life, of its life. I mean, basically, as soon as it's created, he gets to work with R.E.M. But seemingly works on very few projects afterwards. So, again, it could be that they just interest, maybe he didn't like being in the record producing business, but who knows. Anywho, the members of REM met each other while attending the University of Georgia. Who would have thought? After dropping out of the University of Georgia, they signed their manager, Jefferson Holt, who was so impressed by their performance in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that he moved to Athens. See, North Carolina is, is a state that I've spent some time in, and I do love North Carolina. I think it's beautiful. I went there once with my family to do some skiing. Funny story. I've only skied once. Um, that one time in my life, and that was it. And I was pretty bad learning how to ski, and I really wasn't getting the hang of it. Maybe after two or three. 
as I sort of start performing a little better, and I was able to ski the bunny slope without too much of a problem. But here's what happened. As I finally gained confidence and some proficiency in the basics of skiing, from the corner of my eye, I'm going down this bunny slope, and I'm doing okay. But from the corner of my eye, I see this lady going fast, heading my way, and she had lost control of her skis. Of course, she avoids everyone, and there must have been, I'm not kidding, like 50, 80 people, like within a very small proximity, a very short proximity of me. She avoids all these people. Um, but she basically undercut me, which is to say, she hit me from the side, but she crouched down, so I flipped over her, and my, st my skis totally came off. Now, I'm convinced if that had played out differently, I could have torn my ACL or messed up my knees, but that wasn't the case, thankfully. But that, that one incident was enough for me to be totally sour on skiing. And I really haven't had much interest in the winter activity since then. Which I understand is ridiculous because I should go out there and give it a try if given the chance. is how bad I was at skiing overall and when watching the Winter Olympics um, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago whatever I lose track of time you see these things these these amazing athletes they do backflips they spin around in the middle of the air and it's just amazing except for that one lady uh, I think she was a Swedish competitor you've probably heard this I think she was in she was a snowboarder or something like that and she was able to um, make it to the Olympics by competing in um, these qualifying tournaments that were very small and essentially her strategy was to not mess up so she would just go up and down um, and, and not do tricks but because she wouldn't mess up she wouldn't lose points for that so she ended up qualifying I think it was for, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, winter sports that much, but for snowboarding, you know, whatever you want to call it, freestyle snowboarding or something like that. That's at least the way I remember that story. I might be wrong, but it was something like that. So all these amazing winter Olympic athletes, except her, I guess, I really marvel at. story but this was not related to snow or skiing but it is related to REM back when I was in high school I would occasionally get to school extra early in order to study or do homework and every now and then I would meet up with friends to do assignments we had a spot behind the gym that was pretty secluded and it was quiet so teachers and all that uh, staff they wouldn't bother us and, and make small talk in the morning, you know, so it was more that, and it's not that I dislike small talk, and it's not that I dislike the teacher, teachers or school, or I just, you know, in the morning, typically, it was an assignment that was due later that day, and it was my last chance to get it done, and on time, let's say. <clears throat> so we had our little spot, <clears throat> and it was, um, it was a great spot. 
I really like singing, singing, and uh, there's some songs that I love to like just belt out whenever I hear. Among those songs is Losing My Religion, right, by R.E.M. Another one is, um, is, um, I'm trying to think of the name of, oh my gosh, another song that I, I just I'll listen to on repeat. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm with my friends and I was always a jokester and oftentimes I was the first one in the group to get to our, our study spot and I would hear one of my friends coming through the gate and I would start singing out loud to whatever I was listening to. And this was just something that I don't know, like I come up with silly stuff all the time. And that was just something that I just developed. It's like as soon as I would hear the gate open behind, I would um, start to sing whatever I was listening to. You know, at that time, I think I had a Walkman still and stuff like that. So, you know, it wasn't very sophisticated technology. This particular day, I was listening to Losing My Religion. So, lo and behold, I hear the gate open. That leads you to the back of the gym. And I start blasting my music this particular time, I was just playing my music out loud, right? No headphones. And, um, I didn't do that very often, but this day I did. And I start blasting the music. Um, and I'm singing, and I'm putting on a show, right? I'm, I'm standing up, I'm throwing my hands up, I'm pretending I'm giving someone a lap dance on a chair and all that stuff. But I never look behind me. So maybe after literally 15, 20 seconds of me singing and putting on the show, I turned around and it was actually the principal, the gym teacher, and the janitor, who I guess were doing rounds and just chatting, and they noticed the gate to the back of the gym was open, so they went to go check it out. Yeah. Needless to say, I was very embarrassed. I wasn't that embarrassed, but I was I was a little at the time I remember that like it was yesterday but I also remember some things like I remember stories that for me looking back they're they're kind of useless you know like they're not they're not significant moments in my life but I remember them with so much clarity one of them is I remember I was probably eight years old nine years old and I went to go eat with my parents we went to Fridays or something like that, and I remember that we ate, and I ate a lot, and as a kid, I still today eat all the time, but as a kid, I just, I was totally, I was, I had no shame, I was always eating, I didn't care, we ate, and then we, maybe 30 minutes after eating, we got to my grandmother's house, and when we got to my grandmother's house, my cousins with uh, my uncle and aunt came by, maybe 10 minutes later, and they said that they were going to Chili's, and if anyone wanted to go, and I got up, and I was super excited to go to Chili's. My mother, of course, was thinking, well, you just ate, why would you go to Chili's? And I said, I don't know, I just love the chicken tenders, I don't remember what I used to eat at Chili's. And anyway, I went to 
chilies. I ate basically another full meal. I don't think I ate for the next like 48 hours because I was so tired. I was so full. I just got sick, right? Because I had a full meal on Fridays, a full meal of chilies, you know, and big meals I'm not talking about. You know, I shared an appetizer. It was, I basically had a, another like two or three course meal. So. But see, like, that's what I'm talking about. That's not a story that actually matters, right? That's not a story that had a significant impact on my life. And it's just random. And yet I remember that story. I remember it as if I was yesterday. As, as if it happened yesterday, I should say. Thanks to Casper for sponsoring this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash ASMR and using ASMR at checkout. Terms and conditions apply.